0: Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. I interview some of the most
1: successful people in the world, and I thank you for joining us. This show is dedicated to helping you turn your vision into reality. And here's a successful entrepreneur who provides insights and guidance you can use to move along your vision path. Listen to my shows at TonyDurso.com or go to your favorite podcast platform such as Apple Podcasts and search for Tony D-U-R-S-O. 90% of people read new messages within 30 minutes. So let's help your business grow. Check out EZ Texting by texting T O N Y two eight five eight five eight five. And if you're an online seller, I'm going to give you 60 days free of ShipStation, who helps you get out orders quickly and save on shipping. It's really cool. More details on these sponsors just ahead. Stay tuned. Today's show is about amplifying direct response with Nick Rashke. Let's see what we can learn today. And at the end of this interview, I'm going to do a summary recap of what we went over. So stay tuned for that. Nick Rashke is COO at Prolific Media, a world-class data-driven direct response advertising firm providing sophisticated solutions to clients ranging from startups to Fortune 500 brands. Here we go. Hi, Nick. Welcome to our show today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Nick, I am very excited about this, as you probably know. I've written a couple books on marketing, sales lead generation. And when it comes to getting direct response, especially amplifying direct response and what you guys are so focused on and so extraordinarily successful, I'm looking for some takeaways for myself. So I'm very excited to have you on with us today. Awesome. Hopefully we can bolster everything here. Well, that's great. That'll be a win, win, win. Nick, what I want to do to start is I want to follow your journey to success. So let's take it from the beginning How did it all start for you? What's your backstory?
2: So similar to other just gearing entrepreneurs, I just always had this inkling for starting businesses. I I can still remember being like an eight-year-old kid thinking of ways to, uh, I was really into skateboarding and paintballing. And I was thinking of ways to start my next like, skateboard company or, or even a local store. Uh, and I usually, uh, whenever I'm speaking in classes, I give the example my first business was actually a skate park that me and my friends had built in our backyard. And we would cho- charge the local kids uh, like a quarter or 50 cents to come in. And we would take that money to, to buy new equipment so we could build better stuff until all of the uh, parents in the neighborhood were very upset with me and shut me down within like two weeks. So... I had my first business and then my first failure, like right, right away at like eight or nine years old. Um, <laughs> Bankrupt. <laughs> exactly. So from there, uh, in, in high school, I really loved paintball. And if anybody's ever gone paintballing, they'd know it's a very expensive sport. So I didn't have money growing up. So I would you know fix local guns for people and charge them until I could save up enough money to buy my own equipment. And then in college... I actually started uh, what became one of the world's largest e-com platforms for paintball. And I would sell used and new paintball equipment uh, to people all over the world. And that was when I really just got my, my first start, my real, real business. Um, like I think within the first years, we were doing six figures. And this was just out of my dorm room. And I just saw an opportunity to just keep growing and growing. And this is actually before everybody got into the whole drop shipping thing. I connected all of the manufacturers and they had trouble selling their, their markers and all of their equipment through the retailers and the brick and mortar stores because brick and mortar was starting to die. This was back in 2010, 2011. So I brought them all online and said, Hey, I'm going to send a ton of traffic here. And I never had to touch the inventory. It was all drop ship to the customers. So I built a really great business just right out of my dorm room in college. I tell most people I built it just right on my phone in class. Uh, And I love that because I wasn't learning enough in class and I needed to just keep learning more and applying what I was learning in my marketing and accounting classes and business classes to what I was doing right then and there. I don't think a lot of people actually knew except for my fraternity brothers and stuff. And a few teachers knew because they were wondering why I was always on my phone in class, but I was making money while I was in college. So after college, I actually ended up selling that company and all the inventory uh, because I saw that the paintball market was starting to go down. Everybody was into video games. So I was watching the industry trends and I just wanted to get a job in a a startup here in Chicago. So I started working with a lighting company that had these click together letters. I, within a year, uh, took that business from doing 150,000 to over a million. Uh, And then from there, I I wanted to learn even more about this e-commerce digital marketing thing. So I started working with several agencies in Chicago, which allowed me to work with uh, Fortune 500 companies. And it really, really taught me like, the power of Facebook, Pinterest, and Google. And uh, from, from there, I actually, right about uh, two years ago, I had someone that I interned for when I was in college actually reach out via LinkedIn and said, hey... Are you still working with agencies and still are you still good at Facebook and Pinterest ads? And I said, Yeah. He's like, I'm starting this. uh, I want to start this advertising company with this other partner of mine. Would you be interested? And I just jumped at the opportunity, and it's just been to the moon from there. So quite a quite a little uh, entrepreneurial background in various niche markets, but all online, and I just absolutely
1: love it. That's absolutely astounding, Nick. Because if I recall right. Your company, the aggregate of the experience and the founders, you've generated over a hundred million dollars in revenue. Is that correct?
2: Yes, yes. It's actually one hundred and twenty-five million now after we updated our twenty-nineteen numbers. Our website's a little outdated now, but yeah, uh, we've, our whole team is just very sound entrepreneurs, and what's allowed us to be here. Uh, one of my other co-founders, the CEO Ramsey Nassar, actually started a twenty million dollar. Uh, print-on-demand business here in Chicago uh, back in 2012. And that's actually the company that I interned for uh, a long, long time ago. And then my other co-founder, for anybody that's a Cubs fan out there, started the uh, Corked Chicago Company. So if you're ever in Chicago and you go to a Cubs game and you see the t-shirt that says, try not to suck with the glasses, the Harry Perry glasses, he did that and raised over a million dollars for Joe Madden's uh, charity, the, the manager of the Cubs. So we're all sound entrepreneurs with a vast majority of, uh, or a lot of experience in this direct-to-consumer uh, world.
1: Wow, that is really something indeed. And I definitely want in with your company because you guys are so successful. You know this stuff so well. And as you, as you know, I grew up in Chicago. I used to go to so many Cubs games. I couldn't even tell you how many hundreds of Cubs games I went to. I even remember when I was like five years old, Bernie Banks was up there and he hit his 500th home run and everybody's like freaking out, cheering. And it just happens to be just quite a moment I remember from back then. I know things are very different today. Kind of dates me a bit, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm definitely with you on that on Chicago. Very cool. And so this just kind of came to you because uh, a, a friend reached out to you and and you joined in with your with your expertise. What I want to get is, the vision for your company, at what point did this vision for this amazing company, at what point did this vision come in of like, oh, we're going to go do this? Tell me about that moment if you can.
2: So I actually always wanted to start my own agency and just really help other people's businesses. It's, it's just a passion of mine. I truly enjoy helping others and seeing their businesses grow because uh, so many people had helped me. And we'll get into, I've got a few points uh, later on that I want to get into and how that helped me. But I just wanted to help other entrepreneurs. The hardest thing that I think any entrepreneur that's even listening here, they'll probably agree with this. Finding a team to do your, your business or any goals that you have is the most important yet hardest thing. Because finding someone that's willing to work just as hard as you is so difficult. I just had this luck of getting two people that worked just as hard, if not harder than I did. So I always had this vision. It's funny because they had similar visions and it just was happenstance that we found each other all in this e-commerce game.
1: Absolutely amazing. And you want to help entrepreneurs. Is that the big overriding purpose? Is that the passion that you have here that has led to this great success with your company? 100%.
2: One of our, one of our big goals here is we want to help impact 100,000 people, whether that's through charity uh, whether that's through uh, growing jobs, another goal that we want to do is we want to increase or create ten thousand jobs. Whether that's through ourselves, whether it's through our clients, because all of our clients this year, we've I think we generated a hundred new jobs this year. and We just started, so getting to ten thousand, we're a far away away from that. But that's that's some of the goals that we want to do to make an impact and really grow the job sector here in America.
1: I really like that. And before we get into some questions on the actual business, let me break this down a little bit. Your company, you amplify direct response. You guys are direct response. You're geniuses. What part of what you do creates a job? Kind of take me through that a little bit.
2: So I'll give you a perfect example. We have a gemstone client uh, that was doing about like a hundred to $150,000 a year, mainly through wholesale, a little bit on their website. I think they were doing... About five, five to eight thousand a month on their website, depending on what month. And within like 60 days, I think that was actually 30 days of working with us, we took them from doing the eight thousand dollars a month in revenue. We took them all the way up to 150,000. The next month, we did 250,000. Like there was actually a point I've got the email saved because I love this stuff. I post them on the wall where they go, Nick, please slow down on the ads. We can't even keep up with production. So this company they had to hire and they hired local moms. So they had to hire, I think, five or six new, new moms to put together orders because they make all the bra- uh, necklaces and bracelets here uh, in the United States. And so they needed help putting those together. They needed help picking and packing. And this is just one example. And I've got like several other clients that are very, very similar that just could not take on the growth that we were able to drive to them.
1: This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about amplifying direct response with Nick Rashke. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Check this out the number one SMS marketing software. They've helped 160,000 customers succeed, they've sent out 5 billion messages for their customers. And they're an industry leader since 2004. An example, when the city of Gilbert, Arizona, needed a way to reach their 250,000 residents with clear health and safety communication, they couldn't take the chance that their messages weren't read. So they used easy texting. And did you know 90% of people read new messages within 30 minutes? I'm one of them. And text messages are 134% more likely to be read than emails. Here's another case in point. When a real estate brokerage firm in West Los Angeles needed a way to generate more leads for their available buildings, they used Easy Texting and they closed 16 new deals. And when a Domino's franchise near a university campus in Charlotte, North Carolina, wanted to sell more pizza to a price-sensitive crowd, they used Easy Texting to run a text campaign offering a coupon. They got hundreds of students to text their business who they can now communicate to about store hours delivery options and more did you know that 89 percent of customers prefer messaging to communicate with businesses and 77 percent of consumers have a more positive impression of companies that text business owners small and large use easy texting to facilitate scheduling send your employees their schedule via text enable staffing expand your workforce by messaging a list of previous applicants promote products and services Running a sale, send a text and include images of the discounted products to your customer base. Notify customers. Let your most loyal clientele know about changes to store hours, new curbside pickup policies, and more. And or provide an excellent customer experience. Text your customers' assembly instructions, ask them how they liked your product or services, etc. Here we go. Easy Texting is offering a free trial to listeners of The Tony D'Urso Show. Text T O N Y. To 858585. Message and data rates may apply for this recurring message program. Once again, Easy Texting is offering a free trial to listeners of the Tony D'Erso show, and it's free. So text Tony to 858585. All right, guys, check it out, get the information, and tell me how you like it.
0: You're listening to The Tony DiRso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on The Tony DiRso Show, where you can
1: learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about amplifying direct response with Nick Rashke. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. Working with both B2B and B2C clients in various verticals, including e-commerce, luxury, technology, apps, sports, financial services, and retail, prolific media has generated over $150 million in trackable revenue. All right, and now back to the chat with Nick. Honestly, it's all just through direct
2: response advertising on Facebook, Pinterest, and Google using highly segmented funnels. And customer retention and really looking and understanding the data, knowing when to spend X amount on which campaign and really looking at each part of the funnel, how many times it takes for a customer to see an ad, at which part of the buying journey they are, all of those things are like what makes us a fantastic direct response to advertising agency, and which is why we were able to grow all of those jobs.
1: Hey Nick, if you guys have a waiting list for clients that want to get on board, please put me down because I want in on some of this. This is absolutely astounding, and I just can't help it. I'm, you know, I'm a marketer, and I'm like, I know where your where your company has been, what you've done in such a short time. I'm just drooling. This is incredible.
2: 100. Let's let's talk after the show, and and I'll show you some. Uh, I'll show you a little bit more in depth.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. We're learning how to amplify direct response with Nick Rashke, and you can find him at prolific.media. Now, hang on. There is no .com. It's just prolific.media, and prolific is P-R-O-L-I-F-I-C.media, and you can check it out. All right, Nick, let's get into your vision path. Let's talk about what you guys do. You're doing something different, of course. You're doing something different that other direct-to-consumer brands are not doing today, what are these things that, that, if you want to give some of your secrets, what should we be doing today?
2: I would say the, the one thing that a lot of companies are not doing today that they really need to start focusing on is making an omni-channel growth approach. Now, I know everybody's first jump is Facebook. And trust me, I love Facebook ads. Easy to run. It's highly scalable. It's great. But I think it's too much trust in Facebook and Instagram, and they need to expand so what we do to expand that is we do a heavy um, Pinterest, which I think a lot of people are not even touching. Pinterest is actually one of the, I think, the undervalued uh, platform where you can get tons of growth, really, really inexpensive CPMs and cost per clicks, and the ROAS can be similar as Facebook. It's not as scalable as Facebook. Like We can't reach 300 million people in America. But the people that if you have the right product, if you've got a female-focused product, it's going to crush it. So I think just creating that omni-channel approach, similar with Snapchat, certain segments we see Snapchat, the CPMs are just so low. For anyone that doesn't know what a CPM is, that's your cost per thousand impressions on these channels. Uh, So in addition to that, I think being an early adopter of SMS is great. I've had a lot of brands and clients that we work with say, you know, I don't want to annoy my customers. I don't want to be bombarding them. And I totally agree with that. But I think there's a good happy medium to bombarding them and sending them the right offer at the right time. And actually, clavio if nobody uses Clavio on this channel, they're actually integrating SMS with their email marketing platform uh, within the next couple of months. So they've been working on that. But I think just really looking at it holistically, being on every channel and really looking at the data to make sure you can amplify all of that. Uh, I think the second thing that companies are are starting to forget is that 80-20 rule where 80% of your revenue is likely to come from 20% of your core customers. So it's really focusing on that customer retention how do we make, how do we get our customers that have bought a couple of times or even just one time? How do we get them to buy one more time? How do we get them excited to buy again and make it not like a chore? We want them to feel really excited. We want to create shareable experiences that when they it starts. I even think that when they get the package, that they just want to share it on social media with their friends. Like, wow, look at this packaging that this company sent me. Because every time you buy something online, it's like you just got a gift for yourself. And that's how these customers think about it, feel about it. So all of those things, I think brands need to put a little bit more time and focus on.
1: That's very interesting. And you mentioned Clavio, which I'm not too familiar with. I am familiar a little with Snapchat and Pinterest. And I say little, and I, I agree with you that they can be underutilized. Now, for me, just as a case in point, when I've looked to promote my show, I've gone and checked out Facebook and Pinterest and Snapchat and so forth, and they're all so expensive. You know, you got to pay a buck or two bucks for just a click to tell someone that your show is out there or be able to commit $3,000. They were just too costly. So for the entrepreneurs, of which we have a good segment in this audience, people starting out solopreneurs, we have people fresh out of universities that want to make it out there, that might be a little bit too much at first, is there anything that you can recommend that might be something that we could look at?
2: Yes. So we actually have a few internal brands that we run, and we run minimal paid behind them. Sometimes we'll run more paid, and we're always thinking of new ideas. And one of the first things that we do is we look at the uh, we look at partnerships that we can make and really push the organic approach. So a perfect example, we have... A company and an Instagram handle called Memes for Jesus, and we actually uh, partnered with the owner of Memes for Jesus years ago, and it's it's just an Instagram meme page where he puts out uh, religious memes all day. We he said, hey, we'd love to build a store behind this, so we built a store through with funny T-shirts and hoodies, and people love the product but well, we run very minimal paid behind it. We actually just share, do a revenue share with the owner of the page and we just post stories and content. Uh, mainly Q4 is when we make uh, a lot more of the revenue, but throughout the year we, we get uh, a couple thousand in orders every month and that's all organic. It just takes the time of creating the meme and putting it out there. Um, but we have a lot of examples of that. So it's really like forming the right partnerships As long as you have the skill set that someone else doesn't have, and you can create a marriage between the skill sets, you don't have to do paid. I actually think that paid has to come in after you've figured everything else out. Because you can go into debt with paid. You can lose a ton of money in in paid if you don't know what you're doing. So in any entrepreneur that I work with or I'm talking to, I would say, you know, you got to get your fundamentals down have the right product, have the right channels, really know your customer, really get some revenue up through free organic ways and then focus on paid. Because anybody that out of the gate starts to focus on paid is likely
1: going to lose. Good advice. And we thank you very much for that. And for those that uh, are, let's say, limited and uh, want to do some advertising, I understand that you recommend, I'm, I'm getting the takeaway here is, Build up your organic, build up your followers, which is actually something that I've been doing nonstop as the big way of promoting my show. My followers are over a 100,000, and and that is how I'm able to get so many people listen to the show. And that's just all organic. But you sometimes have to promote. And what would you say if someone's going to make that foray into some paid advertising? Of course, get with you guys. But what would you recommend would be a, a good thing to look at? Uh, as far as like a budget or just a good paid advertising to just get yourself going and test the waters and work on your products. For example, you, you did miss say earlier, if you have a women's product, it would probably be best to go into Pinterest because it's underutilized, but that's not necessarily the best vertical that we should look at. Is there anything that we could be, that would be a good go-to for us?
2: Yeah, definitely. So if I'm getting started in anything, I like to start on Facebook. I think Facebook actually has the the lowest cost to get early learnings. And Facebook's platform has the most data on mo- most specific niche markets. So if you wanted to launch a jewelry brand that was focused on dolphins, I would do that on Facebook before anywhere else. Because I could start with probably... Uh, 100 to $500 a month in a budget and start to test some different things. So, And what you want to look for is you want to say, okay, are my ads getting good click-through? Am I getting a good click-through rate on my ads? And a good click-through rate can vary uh, depending on product industry and all of that. But anything I see good is good is over 1% to 2% is a good click-through rate. Uh, so we want to look for one, are we getting a good click-through rate? Are people clicking? Is the cost per click between one you know, 50 cents and $2 and are we getting add to carts? So I, I look at all this, like, and this is how I kind of look at my funnels is click through rate, good cost per click. Am I getting add to carts? So are people actually clicking on the ad, adding to cart? And then how many of those uh, are purchasing after they, you know, they've added to cart. So I think there's those little things that I look at, but whenever I start anything, even if a new client comes on and say, hey, we do, a, let's do a $500 test, depending on the size of the client but they're smaller. Let's do a $500 test. Let's test your best products. Let's test your best images, your best landing pages, all the data that you have to signify that. And let's just see what happens. Cause then that's a, for most small brands, 500 is digestible and we can figure out early learnings. And from those early learnings, we're able to make recommendations of what's next.
1: Good advice there. Thank you for that, Nick. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just Ahead, the chat continues about amplifying direct response with Nick Rashke. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. As folks adapt to this changing world, we're all going to be buying more stuff online than ever before. I know I am. And if you're an e-commerce seller, are you ready to meet the demands of our new delivery culture? Be ready with ShipStation. Why ShipStation? Well, when you're selling online, getting a lot of orders out can be tough. And how do you keep track of who gets what? Which shipping carrier should you use? Are you getting the best rates? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. Just a few clicks And you'll be managing your orders, printing out labels, and getting your product to happy customers like me. ShipStation makes it easy. ShipStation helps online sellers of any size get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep customers happy. That's great for your bottom line. No matter where you're selling from, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. That's why it's number one. And right now, the Tony D'Urso Show listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code T-O-N-Y. I know on the website it says 30, but I'm giving you 60 days if you use the code T-O-N-Y. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of delivery culture. Get started at ShipStation.com today. All right, just click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in t-o-n-y that's shipstation.com then enter offer code t-o-n-y that's tony shipstation.com make ship happen okay guys check it out and tell me how you like it
0: you're listening to the tony d'erso show with special vip guests now back to tony and his guest All right, we're back on the Tony DiRso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success
1: of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about amplifying direct response with Nick Rashke. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. All right, and now back to the chat with Nick. Let's get into content. What kind of content would make a good, effective digital campaign?
2: One thing that we're seeing work very, very well across Facebook and Instagram is actually static images with a little bit of motion in it. So you know, during the holidays, one of the really good campaigns that we ran uh, was we added just a little bit of snow. We had to go diff- We tested different directions. We tested everything that we could. And that little bit of uh, snow with the static image in the back was really, really powerful, at the highest click-through rate. And most consumers, they're going through their feed and they think, is that image moving? And they have to stop just to question their own curiosity. And then they see, oh, it's a holiday sale or this is a cool backpack. This is a great hoodie. It's kind of just stopping them because there's so many people that are just swiping their life away on these platforms. So we need to think, how can we get them to stop? Uh, so another thing that we do is a lot of color testing. Now think back to when they did that orange tile for the uh, fire festival. Well, that was a that's a very high click through rate color. People really gravitate towards orange. They see orange. So doing a lot of color testing and the placement of where your overlay text is can really make a huge impact on the creative that you that you're offering. So I think another thing in addition to that is adding text overlay. Now Facebook does limit the the text that you can put on an ad, it's 20% in a static image. However, if you have a, a GIF or a video, you can actually turn a static image into a video. And as long as you have the uh, the thumbnail of that video not have a lot of text in it, the rest of the video can have as much text as you want. Facebook has not picked up on this, and I hope they never do. <laughs> um
1: we're not going to send this show to them, okay?
2: <laughs> I've said it to them. They're still like, yeah, it's a gray area. Um, but uh, that, And that's also why I like Pinterest, because Pinterest has absolutely no text rules. You can put as much text as you want on there. So that can be really, really powerful there. And then what, another thing that we see that people are just not taking advantage of is on Facebook, when you're creating an app, you can actually take different images different if it's a static image or, or different videos and you can actually place it in different placements so that you don't have the same size image in your story as so well i see a lot of i see this happen all the time they have this this in feed ad which is usually a one by one ratio or a four by five ratio when they choose stories as a placement they don't change the image but in that same ad in that same campaign without having to make duplicate ads, you can have a story sized image of the same static ad or video, and it'll choose that placement. And this is just a simple little thing that people are just not even doing today. That is a great, great way to allow Facebook's algorithm to hit the consumers where they are most likely to take the action that you are targeting without having to create too many ads.
1: Okay, that's good. I do not do Facebook advertising. So (laughs) that explanation has gone over my head, but I'm sure it makes great sense to anyone who does Facebook now or is going to go into it. Just play that back again. And I'm sure it'll just all fit in. But I do thank you for that because I'm sure that that's, I know that that's very important. You guys are so successful. What you've done in just a few short years. And I think part of it, Nick, is you guys know how to use key performance indicators like crazy. So. Can you describe what these are to our audience and how you pick them, how you track them?
2: Yes. So most of the brands that we work with, but not all, um, they'll have uh, a return on, and everybody looks at a return on investment. We use the acronym ROAS, or Return on Advertising Spend, um, but ROI can can be used in the same uh, context. So we like to... Really look at our clients bottom line. A lot of our clients, when they come to us, they have no idea what KPI they want to, they want to have. The bigger brands that are doing 10 million plus, they have KPIs in mind that we keep. Uh, but the smaller brands that we work with, they just have no idea. So we actually work with all of our clients. We understand how much they pay for the product, how much their profit margin is on all the products. And that's how we uh, determine what our KPIs are that we'll use to grow profitably. Because I think way too many businesses today are acquiring customers for way more money than they should be. Like I think the best example I just saw recently was Casper uh, has like 65 or $80 million in returns. Their cap was through the roof. They're basically losing money every year with, instead of growing profitably. So that's why we work with all of our small businesses to grow profitably and never never lose money while we're growing online. We like to look at, in in any healthy campaign, we like to look at a three ROAS or a three return on investment, return on advertising spend. And that usually gives our clients anywhere from 30 to 40% profit after running that advertising campaign. Now, it can completely depend on the product, but having a three ROAS is usually a really, really good indicator that things are going good. If you have above a three, like we have a few clients come to us and they have like a seven or eight ROAS. And we say, okay, that's cool. But what if we were able to spend X amount more, generate Y amount more revenue at a lower ROAS? Your net is actually going to be much higher because we're really scaling things. And again, this is just acquiring customers. Once you have the customers, you should be blasting them on email and SMS to get all of that net profit so you're not spending more money to continuously drive revenue. So when we're, whenever we're looking at with that, uh, we like to look at several things. One, what is your net profit? Right? Any company that has at least a 70% uh, profit margin is going to be able to hit that 3x uh, return on investment or ROAS. Uh, but we also look at the, the CPA goals uh, for certain clients and we also do a uh, cost per install. We look at the add to cart cost. So there's a bunch of different KPIs that we'll look at. Um, I think another thing to mention here is when you're testing, how do you determine if the test was successful or not? So if I'm testing anything, I always look for it at the very least, a two to three X, my CPA goal for a prospecting test, because retargeting CPAs should be much lower so if your CPA is high, say your CPA is $20 for to prospect, but your retargeting CPA is $5, it's going to balance out depending on the volume to bring it down to probably your $10 to $12 CPA goal. If I'm testing prospecting at, and my goal is a $12 CPA, and I know I'm getting a $20 CPA for prospecting, if my test gets a $40 CPA, I know that that's at least doing okay, and I can likely bring it down over the next couple of weeks. Whether that's iterating the copy, um, iterating the landing page, or maybe making tweaks to the actual creative, uh, so that's just like a first KPI indicator that I look at. And I hope that didn't go over your head. I know that can be a little uh, there's a lot of CPAs and a lot of acronyms thrown out there, uh, but that's uh that's, those are some of the things that we look at, and when we take all of that data. And we look at our KPI as a month. And depending on the client and the brand, we look at how purchases attribute over time. So on Facebook, we have a 28 day click, one day view attribution window. Meaning, and that can be, most most of these is last click. So, meaning if I clicked on day one, but I didn't purchase until day 25, when that person purchases on day 25, that purchase is going to be attributed all the way back to day one. So you can look at a month's KPI to say, okay, I want to end the month at X KPI. Or you can say, hey, I want to have this month show this KPI after the month is over because you have an additional 28 days after a month is over for purchases in month two to attribute to month one. So all of those things can help you drive growth. It's kind of using, we use a little bit of predictive modeling after we've worked with a client for long enough that we can predict how a month's KPI is actually going to end all based on the data. I know that was a lot. Maybe ask questions to make sure (laughs) it understands that.
1: (laughs) Well, I definitely got a lot of it. I used to do a little bit of this many, many years ago, but it's... The world has gotten much more sophisticated since then, but I definitely track with it. And for the audience, CPA is the cost per acquisition, it depends on what you're selling. You've got to figure out what are you going to spend and what can you spend to still be profitable and what's it going to cost you to get a customer. But just look up CPA, listen to this again, and you'll have it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't, you can YouTube it. We have tons of videos on this that we'll be putting out on YouTube because we just want to educate more people on what all of this is. Because I think there's a lot of uh, quote-unquote gurus out there. We want to give all this away for free. Really educate the consumer or the entrepreneurs out there that really want to grow and bolster their business profitably.
1: Well, Nick, we really appreciate that, and we will check you out on YouTube. Do we go to uh, YouTube Prolific Media? We'll just search and we should find you, right?
2: Yep, I think we might have them under Prolific Academy because it's more of like a, a teaching experience. But if you search Prolific Media, you'll find our videos.
1: All right, Nick, you mentioned a company just earlier, which probably um, I don't know if everyone that's listening has heard of it. I think I've heard the name once that was Casper. And it makes me realize there's just too much information. There's so much. There are so many feeds. There's so much news. There's so many updates. There's so many trends. So I'd like to know, how do you guys stay on top of the trends? How do you get this and absorb this information and utilize it? Where's your best go-to to to, to, to stay on top of what's going on?
2: I've got a couple good ones. And I think that they're more traditional that I think the younger demographic doesn't really know. And I'm only 28, so this is exactly what I did. And there was no one else my age at these things. But I actually go to a ton of networking events in Chicago, L.A., New York, wherever I am. I make sure to go to networking events and I seek out People in my industry or just smart people uh, navigating the networks um, to try to just learn more. Because I think that there's a ton of stuff online and there's just so much online. It's actually hard to decipher what do I actually listen to, you know? So I like actually going to networking events meeting people in my industry, even without, even outside of my industry, just to learn more and really, really learn. Like kind of like, uh, I think they call it social hacking. So I do that. I seek out people like mentors. I've always sought out mentors, whether it's through uh, email, uh, LinkedIn message, and actually through networking events, I've gotten introductions to other mentors that I'd love to meet with. Uh, so I've learned a lot through those. Um, fireside chats, They have them all over in any major city. I love trade shows. I love conferences. Anywhere where there's industry people in one place. I like to do all of that. I consider myself a sponge. I just go in and shut up and listen and absorb as much as I can. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Nick, what you just given us is a full time job. We'll be doing this nonstop. <laughs>
2: you know what? Actually, in Chicago for a whole year, I went, when I, when I was early in my entrepreneurial uh, ventures, didn't have much money. in these days, I went to networking events every night in Chicago at, right after work, and I got free lunch or free dinner, free drinks, and I got to network. So it was all it was. It kind of like a full time job. But that if if you want to really succeed this has to be your second full-time job if you already have one and I think that's another major key for for any entrepreneur
1: this is the Tony D'Urso show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path just ahead the chat continues about amplifying direct response with Nick Rashke. but first it's time for us to take a short break see you back here in just a moment Hey guys, now is not the time to overpay for razors at the drugstore. Harry's knows sometimes it's better to stay inside. That's why they ship directly to you so you can experience the quality of a Harry's shave in just a few days from the convenience of your own home. I've been using Harry's razors and accessories for years now. Really, the prices are very low and actually negligible. The razor blades seem to last forever and always give a close shave for a very long time. I love their products. The shave gel has aloe and that's good for your skin too. And also, when you use the shave gel, you only need a little dab to shave a large area. Try a small amount and see how much it lathers. It's very impressive. I get a much closer shave using their gel as opposed to someone else's soap or lather. Check it out, guys. I want you to join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special trial offer by going to harrys.com slash d-u-r-s-o. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash D-U-R-S-O. Harry's is a return to the essential quality, durable blades at a fair price, just two bucks per blade. They've cut out the middleman manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century, which means you get incredibly high quality blades at factory direct prices. Harry's is super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule, with or without a subscription, and you can feel good about your purchase. 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know, and they'll give you a full refund. And one percent of the proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans. Listeners of my show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com/slash. D-U-R-S-O, you'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash D-U-R-S-O to start shaving better today. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash D-U-R-S-O to start shaving better today. All right, guys, check it out, sign up, and tell me how much you love it.
0: You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can
1: learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about amplifying direct response with Nick Rashke. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. So far, Prolific Media raised an impressive $2 million in meals with their clients through Feeding America throughout the COVID-19 epidemic starting in March 2020. Prolific also raised funds to donate 60,000 masks to those in need. And now back to the chat with Nick.
2: But aside from that, I do like looking at uh, blogs and stuff. Like I like search engine land. I like marketing land. I like reading case studies. I like going to platform conferences like Facebook, Google, and Pinterest, and Snapchat will all have conferences. So I think those are places to really learn. And honestly, early on, I was a big, big fan of Gary Vee. Still am. And even I still listen to him. I, I run an agency and I listen to things that these other agencies are talking about. I think that most people, it goes over their head. But what I do is I'll listen to that same video three times and I'll really dissect the things that they said. And I think, how can I apply this to my business? Because when I was in college, I did the exact same thing. I sat in class. I tried to apply whatever I was learning to my businesses and what I wanted so that, one, I would never forget. And, two, it actually helped me. So I think most people just don't do that.
1: And don't forget podcasts because you don't have to necessarily jut around the country while you're driving to and from work, exercising, mowing your lawn, walking your dog. Podcasts are a great source because you get rising entrepreneurs, business people, successful people. It's just a wealth of information on there as well. 100%. I don't
2: even know how I missed podcasts because that's all I do when I walk into work.
1: (laughs) No worries. No worries. And... What I'd like to know, you guys have done so much so fast. Is there some new goals, something you're setting out to achieve or looking to? What's the hill you're looking to climb in the next couple of years? Uh,
2: like I had mentioned, we really want to grow uh, 10,000 jobs. So that's one of our major just company goals. Really, really want to do that. Um, we really want to, a uh, goals, we want to start having our own conferences where we can invite our own clients and Anybody who wants to be a client, or anybody that just wants to learn. So we really want to start doing major conferences here in Chicago, in LA, in New York. Uh, we really we're, we're on pace to open an office in LA within the next eighteen months, and then from there, uh, within the next twenty-four months, we'd like to have one in New York, just to have from coast to coast. Uh, and we want to do monthly, if not weekly, uh, or or, le- or bi-weekly events in Chicago that are just small local startups and really bring startup community together. Because uh, Chicago is, can kind of be segmented, very highly segmented city. We want to bring everybody to one one place and just bringing more people together. So
1: I think those are really our goals. I really like that on the, uh, on the jobs. That is absolutely great. And you know what? I know you guys are going to do that. You're going to create thousands and thousands of jobs. I totally see the whole lineup, the whole platform, the whole track. I see it. This is going to happen. I'm excited. Nick, what about personal habits that contribute to your vision success? You have a lot of good things going. You've got some habits that are really good. We want to learn from you. What, what do you do?
2: I am a workaholic. <laughs> I have been a workaholic my whole life. Um, so I'm a little bit abnormal. I was never a fan of sports or anything like that so i have a whole bunch of extra time that everybody invests into following their favorite sports team and all of that so i just have this extra time essentially i would say some of the big things that have contributed though is making sure i know when enough is enough being a workaholic you have to know your burn rate when you when you need your alone time Um, so i'll actually take just one day a week all sunday I barely touch my phone. I'm watching Netflix the whole day. <laughs> and like that recharges me for the week. I'm a big goal setter. So at the beginning of the day and at the end of every day, I have a checklist of what I need to do, what I accomplished and what I'm going to do the next day. And I'm always rearranging things and setting my goals, whether it's short-term and long-term. And I think like I had mentioned this earlier, but just seeking out help. I think so many people are afraid to ask for help. I always ask for help. I want to again, I'm a sponge. I want to learn as much as I can. So, I'm just always researching even when I go out to if I'm going out with friends. My my girlfriend absolutely hates this, but if I'm at the bar and she's talking to her friends, I will whip out my phone and just start researching stuff because it's just my natural habitat. I don't like to just sit there and drink like I want to I want to learn and keep always learning and staying ahead of the curve.
1: I totally know what you mean there. On that phone, especially when it's uh, some work and it's during the hours that you can work, I'm with you there. Just always pulling out the phone, seeing what's seeing what's going on and who's who's doing what. Exactly. Very good. Very good. Keeping the finger on the pulse. Now, I'm going to ask one more question, but I'm going to change one thing here because I always, for a long time, I, I've been referring to my audience as visionaries. We talk about your vision, your vision path, what's your vision success, And it all has to do with, you know, the goal, where you're going to go, what's that vision, climbing that mountain to achieve. And my wife came up with, she goes, these people, she goes, visionaries is is old. She goes, that's like, you know, too old. So she goes, they should be a success squad. (laughs) So from now on, I'm going to start saying success squad. So are there any great resources that you would like to share with our audience? Success squad.
2: Uh, I think I may have touched on these earlier, but uh, some some different ones is, you know, Facebook groups are actually amazing. There's There's pros and cons to them because there's definitely, like I had mentioned earlier, the gurus that claim to know everything. But there's a lot of Facebook groups out there where people just give out so much free knowledge, whether it's in your niche, whether it's digital marketing, there's Facebook groups, Pinterest groups, there's tons of it. And they're honestly, most of the time, all willing to help for free and give that information out there. I think there's a, there's a give and take. Sometimes, sometimes people ask for a little bit too much uh, in those groups. Um, but I, I love the Facebook groups. Um, and, you know, I think I can't stress it enough. Just really reaching out to find a good mentor. That is what's really helped me create visions. Because I don't really, I'm not a huge visionary person, although I, I know what I want to do. I'm just a workaholic and I need a few people in my life that I have as mentors that I ask, hey, this is what I'm doing. What do you think I could do with this? And they help me. So I think that that is just
1: so important. It's just really having a strong mentor or mentors. Absolutely key. I think that that is the absolute key to anyone's success because frankly, nobody can do everything all by themselves. I haven't found one person ever, that has done everything all by themselves. You need someone that's your go-to to look over your shoulder, give you some advice. And I talk about my mentor and various mentors every once in a while. And the person that really helped me really rock on podcasting and radio here is Michael Benner, who I'm going to actually interview again in a couple weeks. He's helped me so much. He's a, he's a big radio personality and it's Interesting, when you speak with someone who is so knowledgeable in an area, they may say a little, but it means a lot. So I highly advise if you want to really get to success and climb and get to the top of that mountain or niche or wherever, get a mentor, it's just there's just no denying it. It's night and day in terms of getting you to where you need to be. So absolutely cool on that.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I would say anybody that is in this audience that is in college – My first mentors were my teachers. I harassed them every day after class. Sometimes they loved it. Sometimes they were shooing me out. But I I really extracted as much as I could from my teachers first and then sought out other mentors as I grew and grew. I would suggest starting there if you are in college, find the teachers because a lot of teachers actually have either started their own business own their own business or a lot way in my school, all of the teachers had their own little projects that were doing several million dollars. And that's where I learned a lot of my
1: entrepreneurial background. Thank you so much for that, Nick. We've been learning how to amplify direct response with Nick Rashke. And you can find him at prolific.media. Once again, there's no it's not a dot com. It's it's a just a dot. So it's prolific dot media. Nick, thank you so much for Giving us all this, this was just such a great data dump of knowledge and wisdom here. I just thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for having me. Hey Success Squad. Thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. I hope this was as inspiring for you as it was for me to do this interview. I learned so much about marketing and getting the attention of consumers. The insights are so valuable. So how did you like it? Amplifying direct response with Nick Rashke. When I first did this interview, his company generated over $125 million in sales, as you heard us talk about at the beginning. And before I published this, I checked again for any updates, and now it's $150 million. That is some amazing fast growth there. Just amazing. And right at the get-go, Nick talks about having the right team is the most important and yet the hardest to get. Are you wildly successful like Nick? Do you have a great, strong team that works as hard as you do? And that is a very strong purpose behind all of this. They want to impact 100,000 people. That's strong. And they want to create 10,000 jobs. I love it. Can you imagine getting so many sales that you have to slow down the ads? What a delightful thought, isn't it? Have you ever done that before? Well, there's a chance that might happen to you if you use Nick's company. Are you now or have you ever advertised on Pinterest or Snapchat? I haven't used either before myself. And how about SMS? That's texting. Do you use any of those services? Easy Texting is giving away a free trial to listeners of my show, as you heard earlier. So I highly recommend you just do it. Text TONY to 858585 and check it out. There's so much more I got out of this interview. What did you get? I'd love to know how you use this information to help you in your business or career. Reach out to me. Now grab hold of your vision. Decide you're either going to start something great Or take it to the next level. You have to decide first. It always starts with a decision. And you can get my vision map to help you along the process. The free ebook is at TonyDurso.com. You can pick up the audio version and the training class too. Highly recommended. I created my empire in just a few years. That's all it took. I had the vision map as my guide. I wrote it up. And now you can do it too. Let's help you move on your journey to success. And if you have any Apple device or access to Apple podcasts, please look up my name, Tony D-U-R-S-O, and subscribe to my show. A kind review there will get you tremendous appreciation back in return. Thanks guys, and remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show.